welcome to episode 149 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to give some Christian thoughts on the coronavirus. Let's dive in. Well, I don't know how it is in other parts of the world, but it seems like in America, we are going absolutely crazy over the coronavirus. Now, I want to take the virus itself rather seriously, and I don't want to just downplay the problem that it has, but it seems like our reaction as a culture is really kind of revealing our heart because, again, I I don't know what it is wherever the town or city you live in, but out here in Colorado, it just seems like everyone's kind of going crazy. The you know, the grocery store shelves are are bare. Yesterday I had to go grab something very simple from the grocery store and there's this long line gathered waiting for the toilet paper uh, aisle to be opened up so that they could get one toilet paper um, package. And, and I understand the necessities are rather important and I appreciate modern conveniences like toilet paper. However, as a culture, it seems like because of this coronavirus, it is exposing our hearts. So let me explain what I mean by that. If you remember back in the Gospels, Jesus says that your mouth literally declares that which is in your heart. Or maybe if I could expand the concept a little bit further, it seems to be that your heart, which is not seen, is revealed through what we talk about and what we do in our actions. And as a culture, it seems like up until this point, you know, we've been rather self-sufficient. We've been rather self-focused. And we've been rather just kind of passively kind of floating along day to day, just happy-go-lucky. Now, as crazy as the coronavirus stuff is, I actually think it's fascinating to watch what it's doing culturally to us because, yeah, the virus is serious, but when you actually look at what's happening in our lives, now, I don't want to say the coronavirus is a good thing, so please hear hear my heart here, but it seems like the fact that it's forcing a revelation in the lives, especially of Christians, I actually think is a great thing. See, far too long, we've just been, you know, bumbling along, happy-go-lucky, living rather passively. And again, it's probably exposing the fact that we've been really selfish and self-focused and just self-preserving. See, what this is revealing is the fact that, well, now that things are being threatened and now that the grocery stores are, you know, are becoming bare and, oh no, what's going to happen with the toilet paper? See, it's beginning to expose that which is actually in our hearts. And again, I don't know if you've been watching some of the new stuff or if you've been actually walking out, you know, into the grocery stores and seeing what's going on, but people are in a panic that, you know, the moment they put toilet paper down on the ground, there's this big mad rush to push people out of the way to grab your precious roll of toilet paper. Now that actually exposes our hearts that we are actually rather self-focused and selfish and self-preserving. And sadly, it's not just in the world but it's also being revealed in the church. As such, I just want to give a couple thoughts in terms of focus and hope. You see, as Christians, we are to live unlike the world around us. In fact, that's even what the word saints mean, is that we are set apart, we've been made holy, that we are to live different and other than the world around us. I love what some of the scholars say about the early church. They say that in the early church, it was so presumed that you'd be different than the world around you that they actually, the Christians just knew that the world would hate them and likely would kill them. 
Yeah, in our modern era, we definitely don't live that way. In fact, we try to look more and more like the world. And yet in such a scenario where, you know, the we're facing this coronavirus and, you know, the church is trying to figure out, okay, what do we do as the church? Do you realize that the world should be looking at us saying, what's your hope? Well, what is it that you, how can you have such peace? How is it that you can have such calm in the midst of all that is going on? See, wouldn't it be fascinating if the way that you and I were living in the middle of all of that's going on around us, that it actually declared to the world that the God of the universe is still the God upon the throne. This last Saturday on my Deeper Christian Weekly wrap-up post, uh, which, by the way, if you're not a part of that, I'd love for you to join. Uh, if you just go to deeperchristian.com and just click on free resources up in the top corner uh, and just join the, the weekly wrap-up, it kind of gives you all the posts and all the articles or anything that comes out from Deeper Christian throughout that week in one convenient email. But in that post, I was writing the fact that you know, throughout Christian history, you know, we've, we have faced as a culture far worse things than the coronavirus. I mean, you had the bubonic plague and, you know, the Spanish flu. And, and you know, there's some major health things throughout, throughout the histories that has really caused a massive devastation to the world in terms of just death. But I love the fact that in each of those scenarios, in each of those pandemics, in each of those, you know, times of crisis, it was the Christians who rose up and said, I'm going to really walk into the fire. I'm going to go into the fray and actually be a Christian. That I'm actually not afraid of getting it. In fact, if I get it and I die, well, praise the Lord. But I'm actually here not to live for myself. I'm here to live for Christ. And I want the world to know that he still sits upon the throne. And there's these countless stories that have come out of these you know, times of crisis in our history where the Christians would be the ones who rise up and actually go and minister and help and love on the people around uh, around them who are dying. You know, as Christians, we are to be known by our love. And yet it seems like in today's culture, we are known by our avoidance. You know, it's like as a culture, you know, and of course, and, and I, I, there's wisdom in this, so I'm not trying to downplay it. But, you know, you know, don't be closer than six feet, you know, from somebody else and don't have gatherings more than 10 people. And, you know, and the, and the list goes on and on. And, OK, maybe there's some wisdom in that. But you realize that we are becoming known for our avoidance of people rather than our love for the people around us. What would it look like as a Christian to rise up and say, you know what, I, I'm actually willing to trust God and actually pour out my life for the people around me, even if that means I get the disease and die from it. Now, I'm not having a death wish, and I'm not just encouraging you to go be foolish. So please understand me. But see, a Christian lives differently than the world around them. See, we don't live in panic. We don't live in fretting. We don't live in worry. We do not live in fear. And the reason we can actually live with hope and peace and joy no matter the situation or the season is because of where we place our hope and it's where we place our trust. See what the culture is declaring today is that we have placed our hope in our own self-reliance and our own self-security in our own self-preservation. See, we have declared as a culture that our hope is in our toilet paper. <laughs> you know, our hope is in, is in our little s supply of, of stash that we have at our homes. But as a Christian, that's actually not where we place our hope. Our hope is placed in Jesus Christ. See, we don't live for this world. We live for a another world. In fact, a far greater world than this one, which is why we're willing to let God 
expend our lives however he desires in this world because we have a greater hope in the next one. The the classic phrase for this as you know turned by you know Jonathan Edwards and Leonard Ravenhill is this idea of living with eternity stamped upon our eyeballs. That if you and I would live with eternity in focus, if we would actually live with eternity in view, it actually changes how we live in the here and now. See, in the here and now, yeah, we we obviously need toilet paper. But see, we're not running and pushing people out of the way. In fact, if we had two roles, we'd actually be willing to take one of those roles and say, hey, uh, dear dear Bertha, uh, I know you need some toilet paper, so I'm actually willing to give you one of my rolls of toilet paper so that you are actually supplied for. Wouldn't it be neat in this time period that Christians actually caught a vision of how we can minister and the world would once again see God as the one who's in control? Why? Because they saw our life at peace and at rest. In fact, we are willing to give when everyone else hoards. We're, we're able to walk in peace when everyone else is in panic. We're able to have a smile on our face in the midst of whatever is going on while the world lives in fear. See, a Christian doesn't live like the world around them. I, I love what 1 Peter chapter 1 says. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Peter writes, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Isn't it an amazing thought that we have an incorruptible inheritance, that we can actually live with a living hope. And the reason we can have a living hope is because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that we were not made for this world, we're actually made for a greater world, that we can actually have peace in this world. Why? Because our gaze is on the next one. And I'm not just saying, you know, you just live frivolously or you don't just be foolish in this world. No, we're, we're actually willing to stand up and give and pour our life out and, and help the needy and the orphan and the downtrodden. Why? Because our hope is placed in a greater living hope, which is Jesus. So let me ask you, how are you living in this season? Are you living with worry and fret and fear and you're rushing about living in chaos? Are you living in panic and worry and anxiety? Or are you actually living with hope? with a peace, with a rest, with just a joy unspeakable and full of glory? Do do you live in such a way where there's actually a refreshment about your life where you can actually go into a grocery store and actually smile? And as everyone is racing through the aisles and they're just, you know, gritting their teeth and they're just in fret and worry, you're actually smiling and saying, you know what? I actually have hope for you, that there is actually peace available to you in Jesus Christ. See, what if we as Christians were actually known for our love, not for the love of our own life. We're actually willing to give up our life for the sake of Christ. We're actually willing to give up our life and and our comfort and, and our security for the sake of other people around us. See, what if we had a greater focus? What if we actually lived in the reality that a Christian is supposed to live, which is we have a living hope? And our inheritance is not in this world. We don't live for this world. We live for a greater world. In essence, we live for Jesus Christ. 
Is that how you're living? Because if not, I'd, I'd highly encourage you to to really fall upon the foot of fall at the foot of the cross and just say, Jesus, you you've got to forgive me for the fear and the anxiety. Because all that fear and anxiety is doing is showing that I am trying to protect and I am trying to control my own life. And maybe the one good thing from this virus is showing us that life is fleeting, that there are no guarantees for tomorrow. And so therefore, we cannot live for ourselves. We, we cannot just hoard and, and try to self-protect because it there, there's, it's pointless. And of course, that's what the world is experiencing. And the reason it seems like the world is living in in the way that it's currently living in this chaos and concern and worry is because they've placed their hope in the wrong thing. So if you found yourself placing your hope in the wrong place, can I encourage you to really pursue Jesus Christ, to fall at the foot of the cross and go after him? Because you as a Christian have a living hope, which is him. And would you allow him to turn your gaze upon eternity? And would you not live for this world? Would you live for that world? And as such, smile, be at peace because the Prince of Peace is indwelling your life. Have hope because the one who is the living hope is living inside of your life. Have joy because the one who is the fullness of joy is living inside of your life. And when we keep our focus in the proper place, there is no need to fear, to worry, to be worried or to live with anxiety. We can actually live as a Christian. Well, I hope that was just an encouragement to remind you that in this season, despite what the news is saying and despite what's going on around us in the culture, to keep your focus steadfast upon Jesus Christ, who is our living hope. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 149 for episode 149. And until next time, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around the living hope itself, Jesus Christ.